one of the most popular TED Talks and is the author of the book, Start With Why. Simon, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. So Simon, I've seen your incredible uh, TED Talk that you did about how great leaders inspire um, people. I guess I'd like to ask you, you know, how did you kind of come about with that idea and you know, what was the genesis of the, a lot of the themes that were in that talk? It started with pain, to be honest. Um, I never set out to do anything that I'm doing now, write books or give talks. Um, I was a small business owner and uh, I ran out of passion for what I was doing. It, and people gave me stupid advice like do what you love. It's like, well, I'm doing the same thing and I don't love it anymore. And it was kind of a dark place. Uh, and I, because I sort of felt very embarrassed by that because I had a decent life and I made a decent living and had great clients and we did great work. And so I, I didn't admit to anyone that I wasn't happy. And so almost all my energy went into pretending that I was uh, more successful and more in control and, and, and happier than I actually felt. Um, and it wasn't until a close friend came to me, worried about me, did it give me the courage to sort of face the problem and go on and find a solution. And that solution was this natural discovery, this naturally occurring pattern that I discovered, um, of these three things that exist in every, every organization, even our own careers. We all know what we do. Some of us know how we do it, but, um, you also have to know why. And I didn't know that. Hmm. And that started the whole thing. It was, it was really a personal, personal journey. Hmm. Now, did, did, so it sounds like the idea almost just came to you, or were you reading some books, or were you influenced by anybody for that I mean, for that idea? You know, the, these things are evolutions. It, it's you know, people ask me what was the light bulb moment. There was no such thing. And there were things that I was tinkering with to try and explain why some marketing worked and some marketing didn't. And I had it called the Golden Circle even back then. And then I met somebody at an event who started telling me about the biology of human brain. Her dad happened to be a neuroscientist, and she told me about the the limbic brain and the and the, uh, and the neocortex. And I started just putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And, and that's when I was able to sort of see that what I had was much, much deeper than simply understanding marketing was understanding how the brain worked. Hmm. Now, when you first came up with the idea, did you think, wow, this is a great idea? Or, or you thought, gee, this is probably going nowhere? Like, how did you, what was the initial response when you, or how did you go about kind of sharing this idea and getting it out there? Oh, I knew it was a good idea because it worked. You know, it restored my passion. I mean, that uh, was pretty amazing. And I did what anyone would do when you discover something beautiful. I shared it with the people I loved. You know, you go see a good movie or read a good book. You tell your friends to, you know, go see it or buy it, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so uh, I told my friends. My friends started making crazy life changes. My friends would invite me to their homes to share with their friends. Mm -hmm. I'd literally stand in someone's living room and talk about this thing called the why and help people find their why for 100 bucks on the side. It was always, it was always very organic. So do you think the reason it, it resonates, I guess, I guess it resonates because it's, it's really true. I mean, I guess that's, that's why it probably resonates with people. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's my rule about good businesses even today, which is I like businesses where the founder or founders, you know, set out to solve a very real problem uh, or challenge that they or somebody close to them personally suffered. You know, when you read a, about a market opportunity in a magazine or you see another company, you know, make money doing something and you realize you can do the same thing, those tend to be, in my mind, weaker businesses. Mm -hmm. You know, organic businesses where the, or, where the idea was 
was organic are the most beautiful and elegant. And that's where the passion comes from. Nobody's passionate for something they, you know, they read about, you know, nobody's passionate for a market opportunity. Right. You know, we're passionate for the things that actually affected our lives. Hmm. So since you've, you know, since obviously that talk for Golden Circle that was a while ago, tell me a little bit about kind of how you've, you know, what have you, how have you sort of developed your, you know, uh, stuff since then? Like, tell me a little bit about sort of <clears throat> how it's grown from there. Well, all of my work is semi-autobiographical. So I, I never thought I'd write another book. You know, I, I, I wrote Start With Why, and, and that was it. I thought I was going to be – people called me the why guy. I thought it was going to be the why guy for the rest of my life, you know? <laughs> and I used to joke that I was a one-trick pony, but it was a good trick, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, as my career progressed, I started struggling with other things like trust and cooperation. You know, I was spending a lot of time with folks in the military, and I saw how much they cared and trusted each other. And then I'm spending time in private sector, and people don't even like to give up credit for things, let alone their lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started asking questions, and I was struggling myself, like, you know, who to trust. Um, and, uh, and so I wanted to understand where those folks that I was spending time with in uniform, where they came from. And I just happened to be at dinner with my publisher. It was just a social dinner. And he's like, what are you working on these days? And I just told him what I was learning about trying to understand it for myself. I'm, I'm sort of innately curious and sort of set out to understand things because I'm like a little kid that way. And I just was over dinner telling him about it. And he's like, I'll publish that if you want. And I went, okay. <laughs> and that became Leaders Eat Last. Oh, interesting. <clears throat> so how many books do you have now? Three uh, in the market and, uh, and, a, and a couple more that I'm working on. Right. So how do you split your time now between, say, speaking, writing, and I assume you also consult with companies and stuff. How do you kind of split that time? Uh, you know, chaotically. <laughs> I wish I wish it were organized. <laughs> it's not that simple. It's a uh, it's a chaotic system. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about maybe some of your background. That kind of I mean, what is what, what from your background do you think kind of you know was good preparation for kind of the career you have now? You said you weren't thinking about ever being a speaker and a writer, but I yeah. assume some of the things you've done in the past sort of you know prepared you for that. Well, like I said, I'm I'm like a little kid. You know, I'm I'm. I'm insatiably curious about a lot of things and, and I actually go try and find out answers. I, I like answers to things and, and like a little kid, like giving, just telling me that it works is not enough. I want to know why it works. Um, I, I'm fascinated by human beings. I always have been. And you know, the way, the way I think everybody can say this, the way my parents raised us, you know, had an impact on us and my parents exposed us to a lot of stuff. My mother's an artist um, and we sort of saw a lot of stuff and did a lot of stuff. We traveled a lot. We went on, my, my mom would always take us on adventures and museums and things. And I think that, that, um, you know, sort of rewarded the curiosity. Hmm. Um, and both my parents are all about treating people equally and treating everybody well. Hmm. Um, and you see that that doesn't happen in the world, especially in the business world. So, you know, you wonder how you reconcile all these, all these, all these competing ideas in one's head, in my hmm. head. Now, your ideas seem like they're most applicable to, you know, entrepreneurs, but does your message also resonate with people who are, you know, not necessarily entrepreneurs, just sort of in their personal lives? Tell me a little bit about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I had to, I got the, I, I had the opportunity to meet Baz Luhrmann once, the, the director of Moulin Rouge and Romeo and Juliet and all those movies. Um, I sat next to him at a luncheon once and I loved the way he talked about his work. He, mm. he said, you know, when he's in, when he's working on a project, he treats it like one of his children where he invests everything he's got to, to make this as good as it can be and, and, and prepare it for the world, you know? And then when it's finished, he releases it to the world and it off it goes and it goes and lives its own life and he moves on to the next project. Mm. And he says, whenever people come up to him on the street and say, Oh my God, I love Moulin Rouge. He'll say, Oh, how is he? 
I haven't seen him in years. Uh, say hi for me. You know, it's like they take a life of their own. And my work is like that. Like I, I could, I could anticipate um, at least some of where the work would resonate, as you said, like in the entrepreneurial world. Mm. But I had no idea that it would resonate as deeply as it does with big business, with government, with military, with um, with uh, in, in in church organizations. Mm. You know, in, I just like in in the arts. You know, I had no clue that it would make its way into all those places, and it has. And that, that to me, is the most exciting thing. That I'm so proud of it, like a, like a, like a kid. You know, like I'm so proud what my what my kid's gone off to do all by itself. You know. So you mentioned, um, I mean, uh, so do you, so you don't have like a a plan for like what are the topics like in, going forward into the future. You mentioned you obviously you've been working on trust. You know, like what are some of the other areas that you're you're hoping to explore, maybe, or or have you thought about that you want to learn more about that you know complements what you've done in the past? I mean, all all my work complements each other, and all the work builds upon the previous work. You know, you could read every book out of order, but there is a journey if you read them in order. Mm. Again, they're all written independently, but but it's my journey. Um, you know, I'm not an academic, so I don't just sit and be like, I wonder how this works. I'm like, right. Oh, I'm struggling with this. How the hell am I going to overcome that? Mm. You know? And so the work that I'm doing now, the, one, the book that I'm writing is like, I'm an idealist, but I function in reality. That's a problem, you know? And there are lots of idealists, entrepreneurs and otherwise, who have grand visions that, let's be honest, they're naive. Mm. Well, I'm naive. So what do you do when you have ideals and vision, but the world is not the same? The world does not care about your vision. The world is trying to make a buck. The world is much short-term short focused. So how does somebody with vision and, or, and an idealism function in the real world? I'm fascinated by that because that's something I struggle with. So that's what I'm writing about now. And the learning has been amazing. I'm learning <laughs> so much. It's fantastic. <laughs> Who are some authors and other speakers that maybe influence some of your thinking or have heavily influenced your thinking? Seth Godin gives me a hard time, and I'm really grateful to him. Um, he <laughs> really pushes me very hard. Um, he, you know, when I get to see him, he, 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 I'll come up with some grandiose idea and he'll always pick it to pieces. And I'm so grateful for that, hmm. you know? Hmm. Um, uh, so Seth, Seth's been really fantastic. And I have other friends who, um, um, who I turn to for, for similar reasons. Um, Bob Chapman's become a good friend. I wrote about him, uh, in Leaders Eat Last and same with, um, uh, Charlie Kim. They're both people that I met from writing that I've become friends with and, and they challenge me. And I, I have my friend, George Flynn, uh, Lieutenant General George Flynn, also Johnny Bravo, the people that I write about, some of them I've become friends with and they push me and I really appreciate that. Hmm. Now it sounds like you absolutely love what you do, but is there anything you could imagine or hope that you still want to do in your career? I'm an author technically cause I've written books and if I'm, you know, if I don't have any more ideas worth writing, then I won't write any more books, you know, like, I don't have a hankering to write books. I hate writing books. But, but, but if I have an idea that I think has value and worth sharing because, because my friends are interested in that idea, then I'll, then I'll share it because I think that's a good thing to do. I'm, 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 a, I'm a sharer. You know, um, scale really matters to me. Spreading these ideas and sharing a, a vision of the world that doesn't yet exist now is really important to me. I, I have a vision of the world that does not yet exist. I imagine a world in which the vast majority of people wake up every single morning inspired to go to work, feel safe when they're there, and return home fulfilled at the end of the day. Hmm. That's the hmm. world I want to live in. That is not the world we live in now. And so it's really important to me, if I ever want to see that vision come to life, to to preach and to find a way to get that message out to millions more people. So I'm always looking for ways to to spread that message in new and different ways. So I'm not married to speaking or writing or any of these things, 
I'm totally agnostic. And so when I think about my future, I'm always thinking about how to, how to not only get these messages out, but then for those to whom it resonates uh, or with whom it resonates, how do I help them actually do the stuff that I talk about? Okay. Well, Simon, this has been a fascinating conversation. I really appreciate the time. When you do get around to writing that next book or you come up with some new additional ideas, I'd love to have you come back and tell me about them. That's really nice of you. Thanks very much, Richard. I appreciate you giving me a platform to, to, to help me share my ideas. Absolutely. This is Richard Chu and Simon Sinek. Thanks. Thanks.